Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of For What It's Nerd. Today's a special episode as it's a kind of collaboration between myself and myself, which sounds very weird to say, but um, those of you who saw earlier in the week, I'm intending to do with this video as kind of a two-parter across my two channels. So this will be the first half discussing the Jedi Survivor Battle Scars book. Um, and then my second, the second half will be on Peralta's Place, discussing what's important for the book going into the game, um, which is coming out in the next month or so. Um, and I have to be honest, this isn't my favorite Star Wars book, um, and I'm not finished it yet. I, I, I actually haven't. I, I, I slowed down a lot on reading it because I was struggling with the content of it. Um, now, don't get me wrong. Obviously, this, this doesn't mean necessarily that it's an objectively bad book. We all have different opinions on what books are, you know, the usual um, rhetoric surrounding that sort of um, thing. I do think it has areas for improvement. I do think there are a lot of areas for improvement in this book. I do think um, it, should, it could have been better served in a lot of ways. Um, yet, there are some moments where it is an enjoyable book. And I do think there are some positives to this book. So I'll start with the positives, you know, keeping it light, keeping it, you know, friendly, so to speak. Uh, and then we'll talk about the negatives and where I would have personally went with this book. Let's start there. So first off, I want to say Cal's characterization seems relatively on par. There are some parts that seem a little bit goofy, but nothing, nothing too killer for me personally. Um, Sia and Grease are also very much um, done well, and I think what this game, this um, book, should I say, really does well is represent the game, and not represent just the game, but really, it knows what it's talking about in regards to Fallen Order, and yes, whilst it's leading more into Survivor, it does really take on what's happened in, in, in Fallen Order, and decides how to use that to progress character. Now, not always to affect, admittedly, but the positive being that it does take in the game and um, uses it as a focus. So, like, for example, it, it does deal with stuff like, um, you know, the stims that Carl uses in the game. And it does kind of, it kind of justifies the, the gameplay within the book, which sometimes can be weird and jarring, but sometimes it's quite fun and quite enjoyable. You know, you can see how movements that Carl makes are very much what he makes in the game. And it, yes, sometimes it's slightly egregious, but it, it's fun. It's fun. And uh, I, think that's, I think that's a very interesting um, way to deal with this kind of, this universe that is slightly, that, that is Star Wars, but it has to be slightly different because of it being a game. Um, and I, I do think that you have... Um, a lot of interesting, you know, um, stuff within this book. For example, the fifth brother is kind of one of the main antagonists. You also have, um, you know, some time spent on Hosnian Prime. You have um, some um, uh, races show up that are um, lesser used in more Disney Disney canon. Nikto, for example, and also one thing that I was very interested by, and I, I didn't quite like catch this at first. There is reference to something from Knights of the Old Republic in this book. Uh, I didn't actually know this connection straight away. It didn't. It didn't like pop into my head. But once I was looking into it, um, yeah, it's 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 an item from Knights of the Old Republic. That is the circlet of Suresh. Now, I know Suresh as a name from Star Wars: The Old Republic, in which there is a Chancellor called Leontine Suresh, um, of the same family it seems as this Jedi who was a Suresh from Taris. 
uh, which again is is part of the old canon. Um, but what this basically is is like a little tie-in um, from Knights of the Old Republic to um, Jedi Survivor, Jedi um, the, the franchise in general, which is nice. Um, likely this comes about because Sam Mags was working on the Kotor remake for a while. She obviously also pens this book. But um, obviously that doesn't mean anything very specific. It's just a long line of small Easter eggs linking to the Knights of the Old Republic era. Um, but it was nice, and it was nice to see, and I do think it'll play a little bit of a pivotal role in Survivor, which I'll talk about more on Peralta's place. What I will say is that I think that, that would have been a better play, uh, way to, to pivot the plot, dealing with Jedi relics, and um, rather than what the story is about, which I, I haven't set up to this point, but is about a stormtrooper seeking help from the Mantis crew to find um, some technology that would help them in the fight against the Empire, which is a very standard, very done-before story, but hey-ho, that's, uh, that's, um, that's not the first time Disney has rehashed an old idea, slash Lucasfilm in general, really. And of course, sometimes that's okay. Um, but kind of pivoting into what I didn't like about the book, and again, this kind of links into what I was just saying, this story sets up a lot of plot, or ideas for plot, and then cut them off very quickly for what is ultimately a romantic dalliance um, with Merrin and this stormtrooper who has defected um, from the Empire. Now, I personally believe that Merrin's character has, I don't want to say assassination because that sounds very, very strong, but has went on a brief detour in this book um, she feels very much unlike the character we met in, admittedly, a small part of Fallen Order. And whilst obviously there are a lot more um, parts to a person's personality than what you can see in sort of maybe 15 minutes of footage, I don't think this book adds up to what we saw of her, really speaking. And the book addresses that in parts. I will, like, I'll play devil, devil's advocate with myself. The book addresses that she's not that type of person usually. and. So I understand that they're trying to sell this idea as something kind of um, spur of the moment that she can't really put her finger on. But I do think it doesn't really fit with the Merriam we know, we know. And so in that way, I do think this book really struggles to fit in with the story of Fallen Order as compared to what I was saying before. And it struggles to kind of reach, for me, a through line to Survivor, um, the, the next game obviously um that said i do think how do i put it i do think it's interesting that even though the book deals with this relationship between this um this female stormtrooper who actually isn't a stormtrooper and meron um which obviously is great for representation etc um i do think it's interesting because the book almost heavily indicates that cal and Merrin have feelings for each other. It's it's implicit. It, it it it's small moments, but it suggests that that is something that's very um a keen important part of the story. At the same time, the way Cal reacts to this stormtrooper, etc., as well. So it's very interesting. It's interesting. It's an interesting thing. I will say, however, and this is something about the writing of this specific plotline, is that this love quadrangle because i forgot to say that this stormtrooper's former lover shows up as well just to 
add more drama to the plot. Um, I will say that the the writing sometimes felt fan fictitious, fan 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 fictitious, fan fictionous. However, you would say that it felt like a fan fiction. Um, it felt very weird, and sometimes it felt very very egregious with its purple prose. Um, I, for example, there was a line somewhere in the book that said, "Someone should have been writing sonnets to your ribcage," and I was kind of like, "That sounds like it should be in a poem, an actual sonnet." rather than in a Star Wars book for me. But that's that's beyond the point, I suppose. Um, you know, there, there was other points in the book where um, where it just felt kind of, like I say, egregious. It felt like it didn't necessarily need to be there. It felt like there's a lot of repetition in this book as well. A lot of, like, the same thing being said three times in the space of maybe four paragraphs. I mean, I don't know if they were actual paragraphs in terms of how the book was laid out, but you know, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like this wasn't the best, the best depiction of what could have been a really interesting story set between the two games that could have been impactful without rocking the boat too much ahead of Survivor itself. The, the, I think this is also an issue is that I just came off the back of finishing Fallen Star, which is a High Republic book. And when I tell you I weeped, almost every other chapter when I was reading Fallen Star. And Fallen Star has a lot of, like, how do I put it? I have to be, you know, fair on this. Fallen Star is a book that has is taking characters that you've known for three, four, five, six books, something like that, and then, you know, throwing them into a very, very kind of... It, it's the crescendo, right? It, it, it's hitting the top. It's, 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 it's the, the, the arc of the story, so to speak. So that's slightly different. Um, but... I feel like that book was very well delivered, made you feel for the characters, even has a romantic through line um, similar to the Meron situation, but weaves it in a way that isn't decimatory to the storyline. Decimatory? Is that a word? It, it is now. That doesn't decimate the storyline beneath it. In fact, enhance the storyline. Um, that, of course, being Elzarman and Ava, Chris's kind of unrequited love. And I, I think that kind of really highlighted this to me when I was reading through or listening to, should I say, um, Battle Scars is that plot was kind of thrown out of the window very quickly. And a lot of it's in the head as well, which I didn't realize at first, but I was looking at some reviews, obviously, ahead of this. And uh, like the reviews actually pointed, out, pointed it out to me that a lot of this book happens in, in the head, in, in our characters' minds. And don't get me wrong, obviously, internal monologues can be interesting, internal thought processes can be interesting, and it obviously adds a deeper level to the character that we might not see otherwise. For example, um, Dark Disciple did a really good job of, of letting us understand Asajj Ventress and Quinlan Voss more than we would know them just from watching them in a Clone Wars episode. You know what I mean? That type of stuff. That's, that's good stuff. That's good shit. But um, this, this version felt like it was stagnating the story at every turn. I I am on. Let me let me let me check. Let me check. I was on. I am currently on chapter eleven of nineteen. So over halfway through the book, around about yeah. And I, I, the story started about two chapters ago. Um, now I personally believe you should be getting in, into some sort of meat relatively early on anyway. But at least the third, fourth chapter, um, not the seventh, eighth, type chapter, ninth. Like the chapter, um, don't get me wrong, stuff happened before that, but it wasn't, it, it, it was, it was, um, it was 
I, I was going to say extracurricular to the plot, but I don't mean like that. It was like surplus to the plot. It, it was it was somewhat unnecessary. Um, so personally, I feel like this wasn't the best representation of what a Star Wars book can be. It's on a similar level to the Phasma book for me in terms of it just sort of wildly jabs at ideas and does things randomly and hopes that they fit together on a page and stick together and they don't necessarily. So that's how I feel about this book. I, I, I think, I think obviously, I have still have four hours left to go. I'm almost debating not, not reading them, um, not listening to them, which, which is very rare for me. I like when I read my books to, like, if I'm going to read a book, I stick to it. Um, it's weird because I feel like this book is trying to appeal to a wide audience in terms of how it, how it reads, how it writes, how how it how it reads and how it um projects should i say how it projects its imagery etc and it's obviously definitely trying to appeal to the gaming kind of sphere because the lingo is a little bit more how do i put it a little bit more like for example it, it's it's weird vernacular is used in a way that's like they use wholesome and stuff which which don't get me wrong wholesome is obviously just a word it's just a word but um it just like coming off of Merrin's tongue as regards Cal feels slightly weird. Like this, this, I think at some point Cal says just huge, and it's like like it, it's that way of like like huge is in like um a, a descriptor of like oh that's great huge like great huge it it it, it was weird and and don't get me wrong obviously there's there's a place for a little bit of humor and a little bit of like modernity in in media obviously when she hulk did it people didn't like it and obviously she hulk's a different story she hulk is set in a modern world in the real world so you can do that but um i don't mind it necessarily if it's done right um it didn't always feel like it in this i i, I do appreciate sam's sam mags having and having and trying a different style within the star wars universe i think it's always there's always welcome room for experimentation in star wars but i think this one missed the mark in a number of areas and uh yeah so for the first time maybe ever i might put put a book down and not pick it back up um still i'm very looking forward to i'm looking very much forward to jedi survivor and if you are too you want to know a little bit more about what might show up in the game or what little easter eggs will be in the game most definitely then uh, check out peralta's place my other channel for um the second half of this video, so to speak, discussing the Easter eggs, the the plot points, and what might show up in Jedi um, Survivor, like if I remember the name. Um, thank you guys for watching, as always. This is, of course, a little bit of, of a shorter episode, primarily because I thought I would have more to say in the good columns, so to speak, or more to kind of theorize on and suggest. But um, I, I do think this is just this is just one of those books where. I was one of the reviewers I saw put it. Um, they they um, they suffer from what is gaming tie-in books or even movie tie-in books. Um, they can only do so much because the characters still have to exist at a neutral point going in to the next game, etc. With all that said, guys, thank you for listening. I hope you ha are having a great week. I hope have you have a great rest of your week. And if you do enjoy this book, let me know what you think. Maybe you, maybe you did enjoy it. I, I know obviously some people haven't, but I would like to hear some thoughts on those who did. Um, as always, guys, thank you for listening slash watching. 
and I'll see you next week.